Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Helen Tupper. And I'm Sarah Ellis. And you're listening to the Squiggly Careers podcast, where each week we talk about a different topic and discuss practical ideas and actions to help you find your way through our squiggly world of work. And this week, which is my first week back after a holiday, we're talking about how to explore your potential. Before we get started, Sarah, did you miss me on my week of holiday? Oh, I wasn't ready for that question. Of course. Is that is that the right answer? <laughs> to totally put her on the spot. It's because she never shows me any sign of affection, everybody. So the only reason I could do it is by putting her on the spot and forcing her to respond. Well, I did miss you, but then also you were still on WhatsApp a bit. So I'm not sure you were having a hundred percent digital detox, shall we say? It's because it's like I just A, I enjoy it and also <laughs> sometimes I find it easier than looking after my children. <laughs> they they may listen to this podcast in the future and be really upset with me for saying things like that. <laughs> so this week, yes, we are talking about how to explore your potential. We don't think that this is about how does everyone rise to the top and how does everyone be the very best or that potential is this thing for the chosen few or a quest for perfection. Our perspective on potential is that we all have undiscovered potential and that we can all explore that if we choose to. It might not be the right time for everybody right now. Maybe if you've got a lot of other things on, it might not feel like I've got your energy to do it. But if you do have the energy and the interest, then we want to help you to explore your potential by sharing some different tools and ideas and actions to support you. And there's a quote that I came across from Robert Kaplan from an article that we'll share. It's a Harvard Business Review article about potential and he said that fulfillment doesn't come from clearing hurdles others set for you it comes from clearing those that you set for yourself that resonated with me because I think potential is not what other people might see it's what you feel about you and your growth and your opportunities so it is a personal thing and it's not about kind of being better than anyone else it's just being the best version of you really yeah it's interesting isn't it I was doing some research for today's podcast and Potential gets used as a word and a way of describing careers and people and development in organisations quite a lot. Like I've heard that word quite a lot in my career, but there's actually not that much out there on like what do we really mean by potential and like how can you practically go away and think about your potential? I feel like it is one of those, in some ways, a little bit of an unhelpful word because it's probably too abstract and we've not really defined in probably the organisations that we're in, okay, well, when we say potential, let's be really clear, like everyone's got potential. 
is that that point that we talked before about like everybody is talented. But I think it's a really interesting nuance that you mentioned around the right time to explore your potential because when we have started really thinking about this and what this looks like, I reckon this is hard work. The more I started writing about this, the more <laughs> I was like, yeah, you do need to be in the right mindset, but also just the right time in your life to do this because I think at times it will feel difficult and uncomfortable and probably a bit vulnerable. So worth kind of bearing that context in mind, I think, before you get started. So we've got three different ways for you to explore your potential, kind of three big ideas. In each of those big ideas, we're then going to talk about some practical ideas for action. So hopefully these will feel useful for you. The first one is about stretching your strengths. So exploring our potential, sometimes we maybe go to things we've not done before or perhaps things that we're not as good at. But actually, there's a lot of opportunity in stretching and growing those things that we're already good or very good at and trying to make those things great. And actually, I find really interesting when we work with different organisations, the majority of people have some inclination of what their strengths are, I tend to find. You might need to think about it a bit more, but you've got a good starting point. But actually, how to actively grow and stretch those strengths feels a bit harder. Like, oh, what does that look like? So three ways that we think you can stretch your strengths. The first one is to use your strengths in different situations. And this is where I do wish we weren't just on audio, we were also in visual, because I always like drawing this Would as a bit like of a drawing, visual. Yeah. I, do like, I do like drawing this idea. But if everyone can imagine now, and I'm going to have to do it in my hands to bring this to life, imagine some concentric circles, essentially. So a small circle in the middle, and then circles getting bigger and bigger as they go further away from the centre. And I think when you think about all of the different situations that you can use your strengths, you can try out your strengths in different ways, in different places, spaces, and with different people. So to bring this to life kind of even more, I always think, of course, start with stretching your strengths in the job that you're already doing, because why wouldn't you do that? That's what you're already spending most of your time on. And that's where the kind of obvious opportunity lies. After that, then think about, well, how can you think about your strengths in terms of using those strengths and growing them for your team, maybe beyond your team for your organization, beyond your organization in your industry, maybe for the networks that you're part of, for things you could volunteer for or you already do or that you could be new things, or even side projects, passion projects, hobbies. When you actually start to do that, you suddenly go, well, I've got five, six, seven concentric circles to play with there and think about well are you using your strengths in all of those different situations have you got the chance to do something different to volunteer for something to try something out where you think okay well one of my strengths is maybe developing ideas or come up with ideas from scratch that would be one of my strengths okay well how could I use that not just in my day job but perhaps for the a network that I'm part of perhaps that's a network about female development Or how could I use that maybe for our whole Amazing If team, not just maybe for the clients that I work with? So I think it's trying to come at your strengths from lots of different angles and give yourself the ability to stretch in different directions. We also say as well about frequency of using your strengths builds competency. So the more that you use your strengths, the better you get at them. And so if you can use those strengths more of the time in more contexts, I think you just get so much more confident about This doesn't have to just be in the day job. I know that whatever situations come my way in my kind of squiggly career, that I, my strengths are kind of able to transfer into those situations as well. Yeah. And I think it's probably one of the reasons why it's been a very long time since I've only had one job. (laughs) And that actually the idea of 
of only doing kind of one thing doesn't really appeal to me, partly because variety is one of my values, but partly because I see that my strengths can stand out and be useful in different ways. And I kind of learn in different ways by, you know, I do some work for the Mayor of London for the Workspace Advisory Board. And that's such a different world. Public sector is such a different world that my strengths are stretched so differently compared to anything I ever do in Amazing If. So that feels like a really good use of my time. And it's probably 5% of my time, 10% of my time, but it's a different concentric circle for me. The second idea is about teaching other people your strengths. And from experience, I think we can both say that when you are taking your strengths and then sharing them with other people, suddenly you really have to think about what is it that you know? How can you talk about it or explain what you know and what you're good at in a way that works for other people and that makes sense and that people can take that that knowledge and that expertise that you've got and apply it in their own worlds. People often say, actually, when you look at learning and how to really make learning last, one of the most effective ways to do that is to go and teach other people, other groups. And this could be as small as thinking, who can I help in my direct team to get better at this thing that I'm good at? They will get better and you will get even better as a result. So I feel like this is a real win-win. And often it feels really good as well to share what you know, because you're you're helping other people to succeed, which always feels good. And then the last one on stretching your strengths, and this one I think can feel hard because you have to really think about how you frame this, but it's about learning from the best. So who are the go-to gurus in the area where you want to explore your potential and how can you learn from them really actively? Now, I think the reason this can be challenging, maybe it's just me, but sometimes it can be really hard not to fall into the comparison trap with these people because you think, oh, this is something you think you're good at and it gives you the feel good factor. And then you go and learn from the best and you realise, oh, I've got to Maybe I'm not so good. (laughs) But then it's an important lesson, isn't it? Life lesson of like, there is always someone better. There is always someone who will do something that you can learn from. And I think as long as we don't fall into comparison and really treat this with curiosity, I think that can be a really healthy way to stretch your strengths. So even in my mind, I probably have 10 people who I think are absolutely world-class at supporting people in their career development. And sometimes I do think, oh, I wish I was them or I wish I was as good as they are at doing what they do. But really my starting question is always like, what can I learn from them? How could I be better at helping people to develop in their careers, learning from what they do really well? And often, actually, when like if I look at Helen and I's WhatsApps between each other, it's often where we have spotted someone from one of those go-to gurus and we're like, oh, that's genius or that's such a smart way of doing something. It doesn't mean that we might do the exact same thing, but you can take inspiration. And I think it does stretch you and it keeps you that kind of appetite and that hunger for continual improvement that growth mindset I think really comes to life when you spend time with those go-to gurus so Sarah then three ideas for stretching your strengths which were using your strengths in different situations teaching other people your strengths and learning from the best which one of those areas do you think that you do particularly well at the moment and which one of those do you think oh actually that's a I should spend some more time doing that one I think I have some strengths that since I've moved out of working in big organisations, I just don't use as much for Amazing If because they're sort of not as directly relevant. And sometimes that depends on also kind of the size of organisation you're in. So I think I could find some different places and spaces to spend time that would probably benefit from my strengths and I would benefit from doing that. I'm also probably craving a bit of variety, to be honest, (laughs) sitting in my lounge as I am for 
one year on. That's probably my even better if. And the one that I think I am good at is I do think I'm good at learning from the best. I think I have a natural appetite to spend time with people who are just brilliant and I find it fascinating. It inspires me and I, I can get over the comparison thing. So I think I'm quite good at that one. I just think it's quite a good question to ask yourself mm, yes. um, if you're listening, because there's three different ideas there and there might be one that you do really well. And I think it's which one could be the biggest area of development opportunity for you as well. So our second idea to really help you explore your potential is all about developing your risk readiness. So if you're going to put yourself into some situations that you've not been in before, like some of the ones that Sarah talked about to develop your strengths, there is a level of risk associated with doing those things. And sometimes that risk might feel quite scary and it might put you off doing it, to be honest. You might kind of think, oh, I'm a bit worried about using my strengths in a different context. That feels really difficult and a bit scary. So I don't know if I'm going to do it. What we really want you to do is to kind of be ready for that risk and prepared for that risk and being able to see risk and approach it positively but maybe in a way that you protect yourself from that risk can really help you to explore your potential rather than be put off by some of the fears that might get in the way so there are three ways in which you can develop your risk readiness so that you can put yourself in a position where you can explore your potential the first thing is if you're going to go do something different that you've not done before as a way of developing your potential the first thing is to recognize the risk like don't ignore it don't kind of go oh well it might go wrong who knows but actually take a moment to think well what actually is the risk here what feels exciting and new and how could it benefit my career so for example maybe a way that you could explore your potential could be a horizontal move into a different function or maybe a promotion or becoming a manager for the first time they're all roles that could help you to explore your potential and discover strengths and skills that you might not know that you've got yet that might feel exciting and new for you but it might also feel quite scary so thinking about what is the risk here? Maybe I'm not going to be as good at that job as I am at my current one. Or maybe a risk is I'm going to start writing a newsletter, for example, and sharing my thoughts every week. And what's the risk? The risk is that people might not read it or the risk is that someone might write a comment and they might disagree with my point of view. The point here is really what is the risk? And then the second thing is to be really realistic about that risk What's the worst that could happen if someone disagrees with your point of view? What's the worst that could happen if you're not as good in week one of your new job as you are in you know, week 52 of your current job? Is that really that scary? Sometimes the risks that we hold in our mind about certain situations that can get in the way of us exploring our potential are much more significant than the reality. But when we're really clear about what the risk is and when we recognise well, what is the worst that can happen... It is a way that we can maybe put some things around that risk so that we can kind of step into those situations and not be scared by them. And that's really the third point, which is to have like a risk recovery plan. So if the worst thing that I'm worried about does actually happen, then how would I respond to that? So I've recognized the risk. This thing could happen. I've been realistic about the impact of that risk. People might not think I'm brilliant in week one, for example. And then I would think about, well, what's my risk recovery plan? Well, if that's the case, maybe I will get some feedback on what's working well at the moment and what I could be even better if on next week so that I could take action. And it just helps you to feel confident about going into a situation where you're going to explore your potential 
you might not know what you're doing on day one, or you might not feel like you're brilliant best when you put yourselves into those situations because growth doesn't always feel easy and exploring our potential isn't always simple. But if we can confidently approach those things that might feel more risky, then we can take more ownership for the outcomes. A helpful question I've always asked myself every time I've been exploring my potential in a way that's felt riskier has always been to be clear with myself what will be true in a year's time that isn't true today? The answer to that question always reminds me of my why, of like, why am I doing this? Mm. And how will this help me in my career? And why is this an interesting and intriguing way of exploring my potential? Because actually, as I was listening to you describe that, Helen, I think the idea that we talked about first about stretching your strengths is all about starting from where you are today. Whereas I think this second idea is another way to explore your potential is to do something different and I think starting from where you are today inherently probably has is slightly safer has fewer risks whereas actually if you're going to change industries or if you're going to start your own company and one of the reasons you're doing that is exploring your potential that's a very different reality that then you're faced with versus some of those kind of stretching your strengths ideas I think. Agree. And and there's two other models that aren't ours that I've looked at before when I've been sort of thinking about these situations. So I guess career risks that I've taken. Sarah mentioned changing industry. I've done that a few. That's felt like a risk every time I've done it because I've not known anything about that industry and people within the business. Leaving corporate life and starting Amazing If, they've been some sort of risks that I've taken. But two models that have helped me with my risk readiness. One is from Reid Hoffman in his book, The Startup mm, I of love this. I like this. He talks about ABZ planning, though I, I think it's probably supposed to be ABZ Z, planning. Z. <laughs> ABZ planning. <laughs> and the idea is, you know, what's, what's your plan A? which might be my plan A was to you know have a career in corporate life. What is my plan B? My plan B is to go and do amazing if full time. And then almost what is your plan Z? So if that doesn't work out, what would you do instead? And so mine, for example, was a portfolio career. Like if amazing if couldn't be my full time job, then I would have had amazing if plus another job, maybe a bit of contracting so that I could balance those two things. And it's just about having like a sort of a safety net. The other alternative way of helping your risk readiness is something called fear setting which tim ferris has got a really good article on this that we will link to and it's a very similar process you know it's about recognizing the fear and not letting it get in your way and it's having risk readiness overcoming our fears which can help us put ourselves in a position of potential planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And then the third idea is about curating your own potential curriculum. So we often talk about curate your own curriculum generally. So, you know, what do you want to learn? How are you going to be really active and take ownership for making that happen? But I think to move away from this idea of potential being this word that perhaps doesn't mean a lot to us day to day, I think you've got to make it real by being clear about, well, what are your exploring your potential objectives? If you were doing OKRs, objectives and key results for exploring your potential, what would they look like? And at that point, I think you start to get much more specific. So you can do things like identify, first of all, what is it that you want to explore your potential in? Is it you want to explore your potential by stretching your strengths? Do you want to explore your potential in something you've not done before? A new skill. Do you want to explore your potential by being in a new environment, in new surroundings? So for example, this year, the two things I want to explore my potential in are being a better listener and improving my visual communication skills. Helen, what are yours? No, I don't know if I've got two. I've just got one really big one. I want to <laughs> I want to explore my potential in properly running our business. Um, what I mean by that is like, um, you know, like being like a CEO of a small business. I feel like it's a job I've not done before and I really want to do it. You know, the, we talked at the start about like, are you ready for it? You don't have, not everyone has to be exploring their potential all the time. I feel like I'm really ready to do that and I really want to do it. I don't know how good I could be at that. I feel like, oh, I could maybe be really good at that if I focused on it. So that's mine. And even listening to those two examples, you can see we've sort of started from quite different points. Mine are, are about skills, essentially. And Helen's is more about the role that she's doing. And there's no right or wrong here. But I think until you do identify that what, like what is it you're going to explore your potential in, it's then... Once you've done that, it's then much easier to then start curating your own curriculum. I think just don't forget, second point, to consider how do you learn best? I think sometimes we skip from what we want to learn to then going, right, okay, what am I going to read, watch, listen to? But actually just consider how do you learn best? How does learning kind of last for you? Is it a combination of things? Is it, are you a real visual learner? Do you like audio? I mean, I'm assuming you do a bit, given you listen to some podcasts. <laughs> but you might go, oh, but I don't listen to podcasts. That's not really about like learning for me. Maybe it's just a, it keeps you company on your walks and you find it interesting. But actually when you're really learning, you like to dive in deeper and you like to read long articles. You like to read books. Do you like to learn by yourself or with other people? How much of your learning do you like to be live versus on demand? So it's kind of flexible and there when you need it. I actually always find I learn the best when there is some element of live learning. Even though I'm an introvert, somebody actually, one of my friends actually sent me a WhatsApp going, oh, you, you said in the podcast you're not very sociable. Do you still want to have dinner? Oh, <laughs> and so I, was like, I was like, I was like, bless her. I was like, yeah, of course I do. Um, doesn't mean I don't oh, ever like people. I know I did. Nice I nice friend. I know I did feel awful. But I definitely like, I like being in kind of small, almost quite intensive learning environments that are very absorbed and immersive. 
that's always worked well for me, like ever since, you know, I started in work, but surrounding then that with things that I can go and do by myself and are more on demand. So I definitely know what that looks like. And then it really helps me to then think about well, where might I find those things and then think about when do you like to learn? Is this something you're going to do every week? How are you going to find time for this? How structured do you want to be? And then I think just do a bit of that imagining that we talk about sometimes where you're clear about going, well, how am I going to practice this in terms of exploring my potential? What will it look like in a month's time? How will I know that I've practiced? And we won't talk about it a lot today, but I think a kind of good segue here or a good thing to think about as you're exploring your potential is what does deliberate practice look like for you? So deliberate practice is where you're being purposeful, systematic about making progress on something. And to do that really well, you've got to make sure you've got feedback mechanisms for both yourself and from perhaps other people around you. So there's no point me saying, I want to be better in terms of my visual communication if I don't actually think in a structured way about going, well, well, what does better look like? How am I going to get feedback on whether I'm getting any better for my, how am I going to give myself feedback? Who else could give me feedback? What does good look like? Who could I learn from? And just keep thinking then, how am I going to build that curriculum? So perhaps just combine those areas if you're thinking about this, if this feels like it resonates for you, both your owning your own curriculum and then also thinking about this idea of deliberate practice I think they are useful twins if that's a good way to think about it oh you've made me think quite a lot when you were when you were talking then I was like oh okay so if mine's all about kind of being better at my job and kind of growing in my role and then how do I like to learn best I'm a bit like you with I quite like an intense learning partnership as in I quite like somebody that I can learn rather than like big groups I like a small community or even just one other person that I can learn from and with so that would be mine and then when do I like to learn like obviously early in the morning I'm a real early morning bird so I'm thinking some way of like once a week spending some time with somebody who can help me to learn how to be a better CEO but maybe like doing it pretty early in the morning like an eight o'clock conversation that would feel good to me. I know Sarah's thinking never, but I'm thinking like a series of breakfast briefings, which I know would sound like you're like, like worst <laughs> oh nightmare. Oh my God. You just cannot leave corporate life behind sometimes. I sometimes I feel know. like you're like, oh, breakfast briefing. Yep. Brilliant. I know, but I, do you know when you were talking, I was like, she's going to hate me for saying breakfast briefing, but I can't think of a better alliteration. Can you think of like, basically I want to learn how to be a better CEO with one or two people in the morning pretty early so basically you've got to find other people who are also morning people it's a real um real entrepreneur cliche isn't it you know (laughs) get up early go for a run learn three things before we're not gonna run and we're just gonna have a coffee conversation early in the morning that's gonna help us all in conversation ceo coffee and conversation is nicer than breakfast okay ceo coffees and conversations i was going with cornflakes as well but uh, yeah that that's what i'm gonna do (laughs) (laughs) do you think by this point everyone has stopped listening (laughs) probably probably but i'm gonna have coffee conversations with cornflakes with some ceos So as a reminder, the three big ideas that we've talked about today for exploring your potential. One, stretch your strengths. Two, develop your risk readiness. And three, create your own potential curriculum. And if you've got any other really good ideas or things that have worked really well for you or resources that you've read, watched or listened to on potential, please always get in touch with us and share them because when we do our pod plus sessions on Thursday, when we do our other podcasts, and generally when we put all of our resources on our website, we'd love to hear other ideas. You know, we don't have a monopoly on wisdom, Helen and I. 
<laughs> in terms of... Uh, in any way, shape or form. In, yeah, in any topic or, or potential generally. So probably the easiest way to get in touch with us is on Instagram where we're at Amazing If. Or you can email us, Helen, at an email address, which is... <laughs> so confidently said so. It's Helen and Sarah at squigglycareers.com, everybody. You can email <laughs> there you us go. there. And before we head off today, just two other things that might be useful to help you with your learning. Another podcast. So if you like this podcast and you want a little bit more career inspiration, you might like the 40 Minute Mentor podcast. So James Mitra is the host of that podcast and he speaks to lots of different business leaders, businesses like Bloom and Wild, Olio, White Hat, all businesses that we are intrigued by. And he gets some really interesting insight from the CEOs of those organizations on their career journeys on you know how to build businesses how to lead teams I have added those into my curriculum because yeah, I, say, I can do it over breakfast and so they don't have to say yes because they've already they're already speaking so you can find the 40 minute mentor podcast like wherever you get your podcasts from so Apple Spotify just just search for that and you'll find that and hopefully that might add to your learning and then also we just want to do a big shout out to Elizabeth Uvi Benene who is a previous um, guest on our podcast and has a new book out Yay. called The Reset Woo. and yeah, well done to her it's a really it's all about kind of how we can reset work and life and almost how we use the last 12 months as a bit of a prompt for thinking differently and I loved reading it and I think it is a really really good book and we've posted about it on our Instagram and lots of people have shared their ideas for things that they would like to reset about work as well so if you'd like to get a bit of insight it's so inspiring you want a bit of insight into resets and, and things about thinking differently about work and life, just go to at Amazing If and you can see lots of the contribution there as well. But yeah, it's a brilliant, it's a brilliant book. Highly recommend. And next week, it's not going to be me and Sarah. I'm actually going to be talking to a guest as part of our Ask the Expert series. I am talking to Mo Gaudat, the author of Soul for Happy, about happiness. Mo is really inspirational. I've, I've been on his podcast and we've spoken a few times now and I find him so calming and so insightful and he's got lots and lots of wisdom that he'll be sharing with us so hopefully if you'd like a little bit of happiness a new perspective on happiness some thoughts on happiness from an engineer because that's his background then please do have a listen to that and let us know what you think i'm really looking forward to listening to that i've not followed lots of his work so this will be this will be my introduction to him i know i know that you do a lot more so um i'm excited because i know that you really enjoyed the conversation when you had it a couple of months ago so hopefully people will listen and be as enthused as you were But we will speak to you very soon, everybody. See you then. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Bye for now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.